We gather here together. We gather for blessings. We gather to hear more about the Lord. And as we get ready to, um, to hear the words, Lord, let us go ahead and go to prayer. Father God, pour out your Holy Spirit, O Lord. Prepare our hearts to accept your word. Silence in us any voice but your own. That hearing we may also obey your will. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. There we go. So our readings today come from Proverbs and Isaiah. The first one. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he will make straight your paths. That's Proverbs 3, 5 through 8. Isaiah 26, 3 through 4. You will keep in perfect peace those whose minds are steadfast because they trust in you. Trust in the Lord always, for the Lord God is an eternal rock. This is the word of the Lord. Our sermon title today is called Murky Waters. Quite the odd title for a sermon, but you will soon find out why. Murky. What is murky? Murky is a place or a time of day that's dark, rather unpleasant, because there just simply isn't enough light. Murky water or fog is so dark and dirty that you can't see through it. If you describe something as murky, you mean that the details are not clear, or it may be difficult to understand. This has absolutely no bearing on the sermon whatsoever, except for the fact that I do not understand why this young man has decided to plunge headfirst into some murky water. Very odd, very interesting. So based on the definition that we just read, I think we can all agree that life can sometimes be murky. Sometimes we find ourselves in a dark place, in an unpleasant situation, unclear about what to do. Things that happen in our lives can be difficult to understand. And things can definitely get messy. When Ferdy had asked me to preach, I began asking God, what do I talk about? I'm not going through a series here. I don't know what's happening. What is it that I need to speak about? It's all new. My preaching class actually just started last week, so very new. And day after day, my devotions kept popping up with the same things. Trust God. Give God control. Ferdy actually set this up really well last weekend. If you remember, he was talking about losing control and how we need to listen to God and follow God, listen to what he wants us to do. We need to stop fleeing from God. I realized more and more as the days went by that God was telling me what I needed to talk about. I needed to talk about trust and control. But it wasn't a message directed towards y'all. It was actually a message directed towards me. Because sometimes it's not about what I think you might need to hear. It's what I need to hear, too. You see, our lives became rather murky a few weeks ago. 
we had been in school for about a week. The kids' schedules were going really well. Everybody knew where to go. It was great because this was Caitlin's first year on campus at high school since she wasn't there last year. She knew where to go. Everybody was getting up on time. That is a huge thing in my house to get up on time. So it was going well. Our schedules were settling in. I had my lesson plans for an entire month already prepared for the preschool. That's great. Less things to worry about. Lighthouse Kids was going to be starting the following week. We had 31 kids registered. How exciting. This is great. And then we woke up Saturday morning, and we got a phone call that Scott's father was in the hospital and not doing well. It was time for him to pack up his clothes, go pick up his sister, and drive to South Carolina. At home, we prayed that God, that God would guide Scott through that and keep him safe as he traveled, and that hopefully God would let Scott get there on time to see his dad. He did. He got there safe. He got there on time. I knew that the next week or so after that was probably going to be a little rough. Our schedules obviously were about to change. Things were not necessarily going as planned. But I didn't realize the full extent of it. So that was Saturday. The next day, Sunday, we wake up. We go to church. Everything's good. Scott's in South Carolina. The kids and I are here. I get home, and I discover there's a clogged toilet. Okay, no problem. Get the plunger out. Start plunging that clogged toilet. The toilet fought back. It decided it was not having any of it, and it started to overflow. This was not clean water. This was very murky water. So it overflowed, and in my head, I'm freaking out. What's going on? I can't get it. It's not going down. It never occurred to me, just turn off the water. Well, it did, but not until it was too late. The water had flooded the upstairs bathroom, had seeped through the ceiling, down into my music room. Oh, my piano, my music. No, it was okay though. Andrew was there and quick thinking, he cut some holes in the ceiling, the water fell down in the right places instead of the wrong places. Whew, okay. Next day, Monday, I get to the preschool. We find out we have to quarantine one of our classes because of COVID. Then we have to postpone Lighthouse Kids because of COVID. Things continued. Scott's father eventually passed away that following Friday. Andrew got COVID. Jacob was involved in a vehicle accident that now we look at and say, that was a little scammy. Didn't maybe start out that way, but it is now. It all happened in less than two weeks. You know, we try to plan out everything so our lives are clear, calm, comfortable, easy to understand. We plan and plan. Nope, I'm wrong. I plan and plan, but sometimes things just kind of spin out of control. Things keep lurking in the background that we may not have even seen before. The fears and the worries overwhelm us. We want peace. We want clarity. But as we continue to grab hold of everything and try to tackle those things on our own, our lives just seem to get murky again, and we end up feeling lost and alone. 
We've decided to trust our own understanding of the situations and believe if we work hard enough, we can make everything okay. We want to feel like we are in control. But God is the only one in control of our lives. We are not. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make straight your paths. So how do we acknowledge God? What can we do to acknowledge him? We trust God. We give God control. I had to acknowledge that I could not tackle all those things on my own. I became extremely frustrated with myself. For those of you that know me, you know I'm kind of an independent person, and I like to take on everything that needs to happen, and I thought, I can do this, I'm fine, but this was too much, and I needed God's help. I needed God to take over, and God did. Several of you were so kind, you brought food over so that we could focus on what needed to get done and not on cooking. The people at Surf Pro, who I've never known before, were very kind and brought over those machines to soak up all the water. The homeowner's insurance, who I've never contacted before, they were pretty nice too. They understood it was a problem, no problem there. My mom came up and stayed with us for a few days so I could breathe, so I could vent my frustration, so the kids could get out of the house and go shopping while mom was going crazy. You know, it's not always about God taking the situation away. It's about God walking alongside us and putting the right people in the right places at the right time. For some of us, though, it may be tough to trust God, perhaps because we've been let down so many times from so many people in our lives. But God's promises are true. God's not going to let us down. God loves us so much that he sent his son Jesus to die for us so that we could be back reunited with God. He loves us. We can trust him. So what is trust? Trust, to rely on, to hope or expect confidently, to commit as to, care, to one's care, to entrust. I think about trust and sometimes I feel like I confuse the words faith and trust. Well, I have faith in God, so obviously I trust him completely, right? But actually, you can have faith in someone but not demonstrate that you completely trust them. Faith is something you have. It's something you possess. Trust is something you do or act upon. Trust is something you give to someone else. For example, this is called a trust fall. I don't know how many of you have ever done this before in your lives. It's often used for team building. Um, this young lady is standing up on a ledge. It can be done flat on the ground. It's just as terrifying. But she is standing up on the ledge, and as you can see by her face, she's thinking, oh, what am I doing? Um, the people below are putting their arms out, and she is supposed to fall, and then they catch her. Trust fall. Now, she has faith 
that those people are going to catch her. Why? Because they said they would. Because they signed liability releases to say they're going to do what they're supposed to do. But she can't demonstrate trust until she actually lets go, until she actually falls. When she falls and allows the people below to catch her, she has given them her trust. All of a sudden now, they are trusted. Trust means giving up control, choosing to give God your doubts, your fears, and your worries. Trust in the Lord always, for the Lord God is an eternal rock. I love this picture. This is actually taken um, when we went on a family trip to Costa Rica a couple of summers ago. And watching those waves crash on the rock, and the rock just stands there, and it's perfect and ready to take it all. God is our rock. Not our rock, a sponge. Sponges are cool. They're great. They soak up water. They hold lots of water. Eventually, this sponge will overflow. It can't hold everything. It only holds what it's supposed to, and then the rest overflows. We are like sponges. We try to hold on to all of those doubts, all those fears, all those concerns, all those worries, but eventually they will overflow, and they'll overflow into all aspects of our lives. Holding on to these things takes over our thoughts, it takes our eyes off of God and puts them on ourselves. I can do it. I can manage this. It's, the, it's all about me times. God is our rock. God can withstand the crashing waves, the turbulent waters. He can withstand our doubts, our fears, our worries. That is what he wants to do. He wants to be there for us. But sometimes we still feel like we know better. We know more, we know what direction to go, kind of like backseat drivers. This is a really cool picture. I don't think I've ever seen one quite like this before. How many of you have ever sat in a back seat or maybe the passenger seat? You tell the driver where to go, where to turn. Maybe you tell them how fast or slow they should be going. Or stop, stop, there's a car ahead. Yeah, I've done that before. Having teenagers I have often sat in the passenger seat instructing my kids on how to drive and what to do because they need help. God is not a teenage driver. God is our creator. God does not need us to be backseat drivers. He's got it. God knows what's in the rearview mirror. God is fully aware of our past, of everything that has happened to us. Each day he gives us is a new day, and God's mercies are new each morning. What has happened in the past is gone. We don't need to focus on that past or hold on to it anymore. We need to let go. If we hold on to the past, the thoughts that we have take up that space that is meant for God's goodness and grace and favor. We need to be good with today so we don't try to hold on to the past or grab hold of the future. This little red guy, I think, in the picture 
is very much like me, maybe like some of you. We have one foot in the past trying to hold on because, ah, if I just did that better, if I just did that better. And then we've got another foot in the future. Oh, I've got to get to this. I've got to get to that. Sorry, I'm looking, yeah, it's that way, future. But we can't do that. When we do that, we forget about other things. We forget about today and just being okay with today. We need to be good with today so we don't try to hold on to the past or grab hold of the future. We have to let go and let God. So we talked about ways that we try to keep control over our lives. But how do we give up that control? How do we get to the point where we can demonstrate that we trust God? To begin with, we need to understand that giving up control is a slow process. It's often met with a lot of resistance. I know that's part of my problem. I feel like if I can't juggle everything and keep everything going all the time, that I must be failing. But that's not the case. I have to admit instead that God is God and I am not. Then I need to let go and let God. I need to talk to God. I need to make sure that my day is filled with conversations with God. I need to remember to not just wait for those crazy times, for the times that things aren't going so well. I need to pray always. I need to start the day with prayer and tell God what my concerns are. Share with him what's on my heart, my concerns, my thoughts, my worries. I also need to read God's word. This is an important one. I need to know who my God is. And I need to understand his promises for me. It is so much easier to give up trust and control to somebody that you know. If you don't know somebody, you're not going to trust them. We have to get to know the holy God that we understand what's going on and that we can trust and give that up. Perhaps when you're reading through, you find some encouraging verses. I know a lot of people like to bookmark those or highlight those in their Bibles. Or maybe you like sticky notes. Sticky notes are a lot of fun. You might want to write some things down, stick them on places in your house so it can remind you of God's love and that God is there even when things are murky. Sometimes I just need to be reminded of God's awesomeness. God is so much bigger than any of us can imagine. Why wouldn't God have it all under control? He's got this. Next, I need to listen to God. What are God's messages to me? Those devotions that pop up at just the right time? The sermons that might speak to a certain situation that you're going through in life? The people that bring food, that give hugs, that send encouraging emails, that listen and pray with us? That is God working through others to tell us we are loved, and God is certainly worthy of that trust and is with us always. And absolutely, in all things, we should thank God. When we thank someone, we recognize that they, what they have done or what they are doing in our lives. 
that helps us to build a relationship. Remember, we just said it's easier to trust somebody that you know. You want to build that relationship. It's easy to thank God for the great times, for those blessings, for the things in our lives that were just like, oh, that's amazing. I challenge you to thank God for those challenging times too. Thank God for being with you through the crazy times, through those murky waters. The challenges that we face out in life can help to clarify our purpose and our mission. To clear up a murky pool, and maybe I'm not the only one whose pool sometimes gets murky, we need to add chemicals. To clear up a murky life, we need to trust God. God knows what's lurking in our lives. Things that we can't see or just don't know quite yet. God provides the clarity that we need. We need to acknowledge that God alone is in control and is worthy of our trust. Doesn't mean life's going to be easy. Doesn't mean things are going to be wonderful. It's just life. But we can be at peace because God is our rock. These verses, Isaiah 26, 3 and 4, I look at these and I see God as my rock. Uh-oh. Oops, nope, went back too far. So sorry, guys. Something was going to have to go wrong. And there is a slide missing. That's why I don't know. So God is my rock. God does everything with me and for me. That's verse 4. Verse 3 is slightly different. And I like to look at this almost after verse 4 because it's his promises. When we trust in God, he brings us peace. God grants us that peace even when things are tough. So what will you do today in the days coming to demonstrate that you have made the choice to truly trust God, to give God everything? Amen?